0: Disclaimer, the views expressed by the guests on this podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect East Norfolk Sixth Form College as an institution. Merry Christmas, enjoy the podcast. Hell yes, I'm tough enough.
1: Heal that war. Heal that war. Put on a proper suit, do up your tie.
2: Great supine um, protoplasmic invertebrate
1: jellies. Dodgy Dave will answer it now. You're joking. Not another one?
0: Hello and welcome to this very festive edition of End The Loop. I'm your ho-ho host and giving me very disappointed looks. This week is the Merry Rachel. Hello. The Magical Harry. Hello. The Jolly Jez. Hello. And the Grinch himself, Bobby. Hi. Now, this is our last episode before the Christmas break. And obviously we don't know what the big stories are going to be between now and the start of 2021. Because unfortunately, our budget wouldn't allow a crystal ball. Although, future me, if you are listening, put down the mince pies. You've had five already. Now go for a jog or something. Anyway, coming up on this episode, should Christmas be cancelled? Did anything good happen this year? And who went above and beyond to make this year a complete write-off? Stay tuned to find out and stay in the loop. But we start with our main debate. Should Christmas be cancelled? With Covid-19 rates rising, many prominent, prominent scientists and politicians have called for the government to scrap their plans to allow free households to get together for holiday celebrations. Obviously, many people are relying on Christmas for a much needed get together after 2020 has kept us apart from her loved ones for too long. Is the risk of killing granny too great? At least, if we don't all get together at Christmas, you won't have to pretend to absolutely love that hideous jumper grandma spent so long knitting.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I don't mean to be the Grinch and that sort of Bobby's thing, but I'm um, personally Indeed. sort of in favour of, of, you know, sort of cancelling Christmas as it, as it usually sort of uh, occurs. Like the fact that, um, you know, for that five day period over Christmas, you're able to break pretty much all current restrictions, travel between tiers, uh, combine up the three households in the Christmas bubble is a little bit ridiculous, you know, considering the pandemic and sort of seeks to undermine um you know, the, the whole uh, restriction system that we have in place at the moment. Um, I think, like, what Jake said at the start about uh, is the risk of killing granny too high? People sort of... The argument sort of is, um, you know, that this will genuinely lead to a quite an, a severe increase in deaths and a quite quite an extreme burden on the NHS. So I'm not sure if it's something we should really be w- worth um, risking. I remember seeing a... I think it might have been something of the Daily Mail or the Sun on... Twitter, actually, which is not something I would usually quote, but it was like, uh, see your nan at Christmas, bury her by New Year's, Um, so yeah, it's really not, I I really don't think it's a risk that we should be taking.
3: Um, Yeah, I also think there's no other respect for, uh, although there was any respect, but um, it seems like we have to respect the traditions of Christmas and people are advocating that we don't cancel it, whereas with other festivals uh, and religious holidays that aren't, typically aren't Christian and aren't so common in this country there was no respect for their other people's traditions and we cancelled them quite happily
4: Yeah I agree I think especially if we're going to do these five days where you can basically do whatever you want any restrictions brought in after that five days the British public are just going to think well why is it that just because it's at Christmas, this is acceptable, why can't I do it now? And I think they'll be more likely to break the rules and restrictions afterwards as a result.
2: The restrictions are pretty, not exactly set in stone anyway. I think the Housing Minister was on Good Morning Britain today, saying that the maximum is three households, but don't have three households together, so if you don't want people to have three households, why even let them do it? No, exactly. What is the point?
0: Do you think that there's a danger if the government says, right, no, no mixing of households at all, but people are just going to go all out anyway and have, what, up to five households or something?
1: I think so. I think maybe. And I think also, um, you know, from the government's point of view, perhaps allowing a sort of five-day rest, like a <coughs> breather, from the quite extensive restrictions for the public, you know, may sort of um, diminish any sort of uh, anti-lockdown sentiment or anything like that moving forward perhaps we don't have that five day people people um five day briever sorry people might just be like oh actually why should i follow the Russians at all you know we can't even have christmas so what even is the point anymore so i think that is a realistic risk that it sort of seeks to address Look,
2: if people are going to ignore the rules they're going to ignore the rules no matter what you say the rules are it doesn't it doesn't matter how harsh you make them if people don't follow them
0: and do we think that if people do get together at Christmas and it obviously causes a rate, the increase in the rate of infections, do you think we could be heading into another
3: lockdown in January? Mm, maybe. I mean, a lot of people see is that uh, the vaccine that is being produced now, it's not even completely tested, but what is being produced, people are that it as like, almost like a get-out-of-jail card.
4: I was just going to say, recently it's come to light that there's a new strain of the virus um, that is spreading quite quickly um, in certain areas. And if we um, all mix during Christmas, and then even if the vaccine does prove to um, be highly effective, um, this new strain could mix things up and possibly put us in a, another lockdown.
1: I do think that the, you know, the fact that the COVID vaccine is on the table... Is something to like matter consider. Like until recently, we didn't really know that that would be on the agenda. Um, but like I've people have sorted of before that you know they can see their grandparents or whatnot at Christmas, or they could wait you know a few more weeks when they've had both of their vaccinations. As you know, should be if it proves to be effective as it's meant to be, essentially immune to any um, you know the impact of COVID, and therefore you'd meet them in a much much safer environment. I think what the, the biggest risk about Christmas is that people are not going to socially distance and wear masks at Christmas. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's, it's sad that it is. That, might, you know, that may be the reality that we need to uh, sort of have, but I'm not sure that we can really, there's no way that the government can sort of enforce that on the public. And I don't think the public would be happy to accept that.
2: The NHS isn't infinite. The more people have to deal with with COVID, the less resources they have to try and distribute the vaccine. Mm. There's not infinite personnel.
3: I think, I think it's more about with, those, with these restrictions we can set on rules and penalties even for people who break the restrictions. Um, it's more about how we then carry out that and, and make sure that people are actually staying at home rather than breaking the rules of like, is it as a result of lacking policing? I'm not saying it is, but that's a question that people would consider there. Um, I mean, they're not going to be policing Christmas, though, are they? Well, no, no that's exactly. You know, they're
1: saying you can only have three households, but the police aren't going to be knocking on doors, going, what, "What's your address?" Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean yeah, No, there I, is I definitely know, yeah. a lot of lot of mo- you know, room to. to exactly, yeah, you, you
3: can't. You can't yeah. like have a. Uh, in terms of policing, it can't be on such a great extent level. <clears throat>
4: I just think, uh, as a result, people aren't are just going to take it upon themselves to use their own initiative and do what they want.
0: Okay, then we will move on to our nominations for the biggest villain of 2020. Who has gone out of their way to make 2020 the worst year in recent history? Um, Harry, we'll start with you. Who would you like to nominate? Gavin Williamson. Okay. Um, why is that?
2: for his total incompetence. His mutant algorithm has damaged the lives of who knows how many people. The amount of stress that they would have had to go through. And now that everyone's back in university and he's locking some of them up like they're in a prison, it's, it's just unbelievable. It's like we're living in a third-world nation.
4: I am nominating Lawrence Fox. Um, this year, uh, he's been pretty popular in the news for some controversial comments, but I think um, the, the main uh, thing that stands out for me is um, when... He had um, backlash on Twitter for calling someone racist um, because they said he was a privileged white male. Um, and then he decided to respond to two commenters, one being the chair of Stone Rule, the LGBT charity, and another, um, Crystal, a drag queen on Drag Race UK, and called them both paedophiles. It's quite shocking that um, he felt like he had the right to say that um, but he later responded that he did it to teach them a lesson. Um, obviously he's formed the Reclaim Party to reclaim British values, um, quite nationalistic and um, basically wants to crack down on uh, the woke millennials. Um, so that's why I do not like Lawrence Fox.
1: Okay, Jess? Yeah, we're going to do it. Obviously, got to be um, Dominic Cummins, I reckon. Be, you know, what, just, just really looking at what we know about Dominic Cummins, not even uh, all of the shady stuff that supposedly happens behind the scenes. Um, you know, the <laughs> driving across the country uh, for childcare, the driving to test his eyesight. Uh, you know the fact that he wasn't forced to stand down. It was a, it was a big, really a really big like national scandal, a bit of a shambles that was uh, sort of allowed to to drag on a little bit too long.
0: I would like to nominate Rudy Giuliani as I feel like his actions over the last months have pretty much epitomises everything that's wrong with this year. Obviously, he first shot to fame with his starring role in the Borat movie, where he claimed he was just removing his microphone, but obviously. People who have seen that movie might see things that suggest otherwise. Um, obviously, he was Donald Trump's um, top lawyer and led the and spearheaded the campaign that basically just called the election fraud. Um, and one of the, obviously he had his famous press conference outside Four Seasons Total Landscaping, um, rather than Four Seasons Hotel, which I think would have been a much more suitable place to spread a load of lies. <laughs> And then obviously he's gone on to uh, lead a lot of lawsuits in many states, often not wearing a mask and encouraging those around him to not wear a mask. And then he got COVID, which meant that all of the government buildings that he was in have then had to be shut down. And he's become a super spreader. So that is why I'd like to nominate Rudy Giuliani. So there are our nominations. Um, You can go to Twitter, politics. What's the Twitter app? At Politics EN there will be a poll where you can vote for who you think is the villain of 2020 and we will announce the winner when we return in January. Uh, Finally move on to political highlights of the year, anyone want to begin with that?
4: Um, I'll start with the um, tweet that was released by a member of the civil service um, this year that uh, (laughs) became a bit of a meme um, and was very entertaining. Um, So the tweet read, arrogant and offensive. Can you imagine having to work with these truth twisters? Um, This came from just a random member of the civil service um, who decided this would be a good idea. Um, And it was very entertaining at the time, especially um, during the times we were living in. But
2: yeah, that's my political highlight. Well, my political highlight is just the entire US election. It's just been an absolute joke, a, joke, a complete farce. And it's you know, quite terrifying that that many people can be sucked into such completely delusional thinking, despite all evidence to the contrary. The most 2020 thing I can think of.
0: Yeah, and obviously it's still ongoing. I think it was earlier this week. the electoral college voters certified the result
1: it was
2: two days ago
0: yeah but Trump's still claiming that he's won
1: yeah I saw a, um, I saw something on Twitter this morning actually and it was about how um, a, a betting company had paid out for Biden winning and this absolute moron like created a video about how um, Trump was had still won and how, you know, despite all of the evidence suggesting that um, Biden was going to take the election, that um, when it came to the uh, Congress sort of, re- you know, um, verifying the, the electoral college votes, he'd be like, nah. You know, Pence would be like, nah, they don't count and then Trump would take the presidency. I think it's crazy how delusional some people are. Well,
0: Trump technically does have one more stab at it. He can try and convince Congress to overturn the result of the election, but given that one of the Houses of Congress is controlled by the Democrats. It probably won't happen. Well, I'd say for
1: me, um, probably the biggest highlight year is not perhaps particularly a moment or particularly a particular tweet or whatever. It's just sort of early days of the pandemic. Just sort of seeing um, like communities come together, you know, in the time of need. Sort of the uh, the great rise in communitarianism and you know helping one another, solidarity and community. And it's quite quite good to see. Like n- not anything necessary. Connected to any particular charities or any particular political parties. It was just sort of raw compassion and the desire to help people. Um, something that, you know, should be something that you have con- continuously and consistently, not just in during a pandemic. But it was good to see that perhaps this could be the sort of uh, sparking point, the starting point for. Um, you know a future in that sort of way so do you think that this community spirit will continue into the future no i don't i'd like to think it would um but part of me sort of feels like we've already sort of seen a seen a decline in it you know with it being christmas we have seen a bit of a you know a spike up again of donations to food banks and food bank events and um you know i saw on the bbc look east about how some 12 like, year old kids had done some crazy stuff uh, in that in that sort of uh, area, But I think, you know, as we sort of move out of the pandemic, once we've all become, once you know, everyone's been vaccinated and uh, infection rates drop dramatically and people are allowed to um, sort of continue their day-to-day lives, I do think we'll see a decline in that. Um, I, I think just for the sort of reason that the pandemic sort of allowed everyone to slow down and think and sort of stew in their thoughts and think about other people because it's something that affects everybody not just the poor or the unfortunate or the uh disadvantaged it affects everybody um so as we sort of go back to our fast-paced lives and you know jobs and education and all of those sort of things i am a bit concerned that that side of people's minds and thinking will be sort of suppressed again and you know maybe we will see a decline in that. But I'm, I, I'd like to be optimistic that it will continue. And
0: finally, we turn our attentions to one small beacon of hope we have left, 2021. But will it be any better? Harry?
2: I'm sure the government will find some way to totally fumble distributing the vaccine. They'll probably accidentally distribute you know, only one set for the things that are quite um, two shots. I think
1: providing that the plans to vaccinate uh, go effectively I think the fact that brought the military in for um, distribution purposes uh, does seem to suggest that it may be more um, successful than it would have been otherwise I think b- providing that uh, perhaps, after, perhaps it's not a question of 2021 but the second half of 2021 maybe once the, the pandemic has gone away a little bit but I think that we have to you know sort of meddle with the questions of financial crisis um, etc which are likely to very very likely to sort of happen after after such an event.
4: Um, I personally don't think 2021 will be uh, significantly better because um, I think it will just be us recovering from um, all the consequences and picking up the pieces from 2020 so even though possibly might not be as eventful um, as this year it will still be just as difficult because we have to get through um, the aftermath of it
0: now 2020 has been a disaster for so many reasons we began with devastating wildfires in australia and world war 3 was imminent someone ate a bat and unleashed a deadly virus all over the world racial tensions erupted over the death of george floyd Protesters sent William Colson for a swim and gave Churchill a makeover. Trump told the Proud Boys to stand down and stand by in the world's worst presidential debate. On election day, Biden came up Trump's, but Donald refused to concede and is still screaming fraud. Giuliani became a super spreader as the wildfire and floods returned, making America their target. Corbyn did the hokey-kokey while Patel bullied and Cummings was ejected after calling Carrie Princess Nutnuts. A no-deal Brexit looms, but can Barnier and Frost reach an agreement? 2020 has been terrible for everyone across the world, but what does the future hold? Monoliths created fears of aliens, but the vaccine's on its way. But until then, we say stay safe, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, we will see you in the new year. Thank you to my guests Rachel, Bobby, Harry and Jez, producer Kira, editor Harvey, George the Politics Teacher, East Norfolk Sixth Form College, and you for listening. See you in 2021. Have a great Christmas and stay in the loop.